you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still I know, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all What's up, King? What's up, Big Dog? What's good? I'm good, man. Thank you for uh, popping up here on Dad Is Not A Now, man. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving the energy. And again, I appreciate you jumping jumping on with me and holler at me for a little bit. Um, it, it, it means a lot. Um, uh, tomorrow, I'll celebrate. I, ce I do a little thing called TGIF, which is... Uh, thank um the gift and fatherhood. Okay. So I'm gonna start it up a little early and give you a TGI IF salute to you. Okay. The gift and father salute to you, brother. I appreciate, appreciate, thank you, appreciate. Nah, 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 man. I'm, I'm just saying I'm a big fan of yours. Um, I did my research, which I should have did earlier, but <laughs> I did my research. So it's a it's a it's a wonderful story um also you know today is pregnancy infant laws remember day um across the world where um at seven o'clock uh around the world uh everyone lights one candle to remember the the the, the, the little ones that didn't make it yeah so i just wanted to put that out there but um you know with the grace of god you know um your little guy went through uh made it through so that's an awesome thing um so also let's let's on a, let's go on a, a positive note a little bit um you played a little ball right yeah yeah i played at, uh i played overseas well college i played at georgia tech from 04 to 07. okay 
and then I played ball overseas for basically eight years and everything. So it was it was good. It was a lot of traveling, a lot of passports. <laughs> just <laughs> world, you know, just seeing the world. That's just something I'm grateful for. And that's the one thing. You got an opportunity to see how other people live and their tradition and their culture. So how did that kind of help you a little bit, too? Because that's the one thing. When you're stuck in the U.S., you kind of get the perspective of the world from the TV or social yeah. media. So being actually actually there can kind of tell, tell me the, 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 the atmosphere and the feeling being there. Um. It was it was cool. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, like you say, they only show you like the beautifulness of everywhere on TV. But um I was actually in some some pretty like like some pretty bad places. And you know oh, wow. you, you kinda make the best of it. It just makes you see the world and how we living over here is like uh like I, I in my opinion in some places like we're spoiled, you, you know, to it's like some places in China, it was just like it looked like a war zone. And wow. it like it'll go from like it'll be like you'll be on the main strip where it's a bunch of restaurants and nice cars and you turn one street and it just looked like that whole street just was bombed. Wow. You know, just like piles of trash. You see people going through the trash and that's just how they live. You know, that's how they survive, that's how they eat, that's how they make money. And like I say, it just makes you open your eyes and see the world for what it really is and not just all of the, you know, everything you see on TV. And then also as being a a, 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 a professional player and then being like a person watching the game from the outside, how did you feel about how they handled the, bu the bubble this year? Um, I think they did a great job. You know, not just saying that because I miss basketball, you know, <laughs> the TV. But um, they did a great job with controlling the people who can come in, making sure, taking the right steps of checking people and, you know, getting getting guys' family there because they was there for two, three months, not seeing no 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 wife, no kids. You know that that got to be hard. So you know, with them handling that and then being able to get family and friends into the bubble and have not have any more breakouts, I feel like they right. did a incredible job. They did a great and job. And I think so too. But the only thing I was kind of disappointed was like the the last game. Um, it sucked that it was a blowout. I wanted it to be a little bit closer. Yeah. It's just I felt like Miami was just tired. Yeah, like yeah, they, I mean, they were done. <laughs> I mean, I was coming. They played two. They played two games to get them to get them back to uh, to not lose three one. You know, they played two excellent games, but. Man, LeBron is something different. <laughs> that man is he's a, different, man. He, he's, he's a beast on his own by himself. But also, yeah. um, the last question about basketball, uh, what are your feelings on that debate between Jordan and LeBron? Me, personally, with LeBron, I think LeBron is a totally different player than uh -huh. Jordan. I think LeBron is closer to Magic. Yeah. I'd rather do that comparison with Magic and LeBron than Jordan and LeBron. Yeah. See, I, um, I, I understand the comparison because they looking at the achievements and the awards and you know how the big the big name when they came into the league. So, you know, me being I was kind of I was young watching Jordan, you know, so you know, as a young kid, you kind of just do what you what you see your older uncles, your uncles and your older cousins and you know, people who who actually watch Jordan from North Carolina on up. And they was big Jordan fans. 
Now me, I'm I'm leaning more towards LeBron because that's who I watched growing up. Like he's my goat. I feel like right. you know? like Jordan would be like my older cousin's goat and stuff like that. Like a lot of them don't like LeBron. Like they like uh, Jordan. You know what I mean? And then I like Jordan, but I'll take LeBron over Jordan because that's who I watched growing up. You know, so. Yeah, but I can see the comparisons. They comparing the trophies and the accolades and all that stuff. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's hard. It's hard to compare the two. They're both great. Can't take nothing from neither one of them. So I just feel like people should just leave them alone and just <laughs> let them do. What no, I feel you. I feel like we should just appreciate that <laughs> exactly. he's in the game and doing his thing. Because when he's retired, we're gonna miss those moments. Exactly. You know what I mean? So we should exactly. appreciate it while he's. Healthy, because what is he in his 16th, 17th season? Like next year will be in 17. He'll be 35 this year, I think. If not, already turned 35. So he'll be 36 this upcoming season. So, and, yeah. They just and need then to the just, people, just sit back and, and watch and, the greatness. And that's the one thing. is uh, You got to look like, look at it, too. It's like LeBron had a pressure coming out of high school. Yeah, He was considered the best player of that draft. Yeah, So we had a lot of pressure there. Jordan really didn't, you know. I mean, yeah, he, he, he was under the radar until he hit that shot um, yeah. in the um, in the in the um, in the in the final tournament. Yeah, and then his big name started going out there. But LeBron yeah. was already out there, like like in high school. He was on every magazine cover. Yeah. He was on every ESPN, like yeah. every game, high school game he played. It was on TV. Yeah, every every senior game was on TV. He was he was on magazines and had a big name since his junior year. So yeah, that's why I'm like it's it's different. It's it's totally different. It's two different eras, two different type of players, and I just feel like everybody needs to just leave it alone and just watch greatness. Definitely, watch man. Greatness. And, and and definitely, and I'm at, I'm with greatness right now because your story, you're in your and 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 your wife's story is amazing. I call you guys the 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 ICU warriors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Batman and Batman. Because what you guys went through is, is is amazing. Because I can't imagine like the mental trauma, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Because you know the story I read is that the doctors were like saying, you know, this uh, is nothing much we can do. Yeah. Um, say your last goodbyes. So can you can you kind of talk about that a little bit in um, that moment when all that happened? Yeah, that that part of the story is true. The doctors basically told us. Um, well, I'm gonna start from the beginning. My own. She went in, she went into the hospital with stomach pains at um it was about 21 week, eight days. And um yeah, she was just uh it and it was April, it was April the eighth, and my birthday, April eleventh. So wow. um when she went in the hospital, I just was thinking because we had just came she had just had an appointment a couple of days before. And her doctor told her, like, sometimes you'll have a little muscle pain. I mean, stomach pains. That's just like the baby moving. Right. Your uterus contracting, you know. So when she came down saying that she was having pain, I just, you know, just like, oh, baby, you tripping. That's just the, you know, the doctor just told us that's him moving in there or whatever. Right. So she's like, no, I'm going to go to the doctor and get checked out. So she goes to the doctor and she was dilated about, I think it was six inches, six or seven right. inches at 21 weeks. So then, um, yeah, so that's when everything kind of went. It just was like a blur. Everything just went kind of crazy. Uh, 
they they basically told it like you're gonna have him we're gonna admit you call your family um he's not gonna live no more than a couple breaths uh basically like what do you want us to do you do you want us to try to save him because they was like if he live first they were saying he's not gonna live more than a couple breaths and then it went from that to um well, if he do live, he'll be a vegetable. He won't talk, see, hear. Like, he'll just be a vegetable until the day he die. So then they was like, so what do you want us to do? Do you want us to save him, or do you want us to just let nature take its course? And I, uh, my exact words to the doctor, I remember his his he was Dr. Paco. His last name was Paco. Paco. <laughs> I, told him, I, stood up, I, I promise you, bro, I stood up and got so close to him. I said, if y'all don't do everything y'all supposed to do to save my son, they gonna have to do that shit to save you. And he like walked out the room, like, <laughs> like. So you, so you basically had. You remember that movie John Q? So you yeah. had a John Q moment. Yeah, I was on some John Q stuff, bro. <laughs> I was like, hey, if y'all don't save my son, y'all gonna need help saving y'all's life. Like, I was, I was in the yeah. room, like, nah, my son gonna be here. He gonna be good. And I told him, I'm like, all I need him to do is just come out and take a breath or try to cry. You know, the usual what babies do. Come out and try to cry. And he came out. He was on, he was what? He was one pound, three ounces. He was one, and I seen you had, the story has said that he was one pound, 13 ounces. He was one pound, right. three ounces. Yeah. Wow. Um, he was like nine inches. And he basically came out crying. He cried for a couple yeah. seconds. And then they went into like the, uh, what is it, like cold blue? Cause he had right. stopped breathing and everything, right. and yeah, so they wrapped him in uh, saran wrap because his skin was so thin, his fingers and ears and toes, everything was still stuck to get like right. it was, you know. So it was a crazy sight, you know. But I just prayed. I never cried. My fiance used to be mad, like, "Why you ain't crying?" I'm like, "I can't cry. Like, <laughs> I gotta stay strong. Like this is fight." You know what I'm saying? This is his fight. I got to stay strong for him, you know. And a hundred, what, 170 days later, we got to bring him home from the NICU. Um, he had oxygen for like the first two months, first two, two or three months. He had oxygen, but then after that, he's he's cool. Now he's running around and flipping and jumping and riding bikes. No, <laughs> all the ABCs and can count to 20 and all this crazy oh, stuff. It's just amazing, man. And and that's the awesome thing is that you 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 guys had that faith, believed that it was gonna be it's gonna it was gonna work yeah. itself out. I, I but said it's gonna work out. But um, also um, also the one thing too is um, what was it like for you? Because usually when it came to sharing those uh, intimate moments, because personally I feel like when it comes to intimate moments like that that's nobody's business, you know, that's, yeah. you know, family and, you know, you keep it in house. Yeah. So when, how did y'all guys come to that agreement to show those intimate pictures? Um, I, I don't even think it was an agreement, bro. Honestly, the one picture that, that got circled, that went viral, actually, it was just me in the hospital doing the own um, skin to skin. Right. It happened to just, just take the picture and then she posted it. And next thing we know, it's like everywhere. everywhere in the world. <laughs> I was like, and you know, I'm like, I'm kind of like a, um, I'm not like a big 
you know, let me take a picture. I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing right. this. I'm doing that. I'm not. I'm not that big. You know, I'm, I'm like a personal guy. Personal guy. Like I like to keep my business to myself. So when that happened, I, at first I kind of felt a certain way. Like man, you ain't supposed to post that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then once I started seeing all the love he was getting and the right. prayers and everything, I'm like, all right, it, it kind of worked itself out. You know, and then just the awareness. You know, it's it's. It's just it's a lot of sick people, sick people in the world to uh, take that picture and to make up their own story and go for me and all that. You know, so that's that's I just will tell people like, man, just just report the uh, the fake news because there's nothing I can't do about it. But just report that I'm not about to sit here and go crazy. You know, God, God, take care of people like that in the end. You know, because so, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. Things work out itself out because you wouldn't have found out if I didn't inbox you yeah about it and tagged you in it yeah I would I mean I had a, I had a lot of other people I had a lot of people hitting me right you're the first person to inbox me that you have your own type of you have your own lane your own you know your people watching you and everything you're the first person to reach out to want to get the story right you know everybody else would just put it on and just keep it moving, get the likes and whatever, whatever happens after that. But you're the first person to like, you know, hit me and talk to me personally. Like, okay, I want to know the real story because I don't want to be out here putting out the fake story and you know, everything. So I really, I really appreciate that, bro. You're the first person to do that. No, my the pleasure is mine is because, you know, I did it out of sincerity because, you know, dad is a noun. I created it. I'm not a father, but to me, that is a noun. To me, it's like, Remember when Derek Jeter's last baseball game and that little kid like took the hat yeah. off to salute him? Yeah. That's what that is is not a that is not announced is to me. Yeah. Uh, when I wear that shirt, that's like a, a tip of the hat to yeah. fathers like you. That I yeah. can recognize you guys from a distance. No, I appreciate and then when I saw that photo, because I remember that story because it was a couple of years old. Yeah. And I'm trying to like Google your name, trying to find out information, and I couldn't find it. And every time I found information, it was that same story. It's uh -huh. like it was in different websites. That same story, that same story. And that's when I hit you up. I'm like, hey, I want to do an interview with you. And then I tagged you in that story. And then when I saw that comment, I'm like, yo, I need to delete that real yeah. bad. And I then I just felt personal that I had to make a I had to make a make a public announcement about that. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, and, and you know, I just like I said, I felt like I felt emotionally connected to that story. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the one thing. As black men, we kinda have a tendency of suppressing our emotions. Uh-huh. You know, not to talk about it. Like you said, you're you're an action dude, you don't like, you know, showing that emotion. But like I, one thing is like when we don't share those emotions and those feelings that kind of eat us up. Yeah. And we act out in different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the one things I try to work on here on this um, platform is talk about mental illness, too, for black men, too, because that's the one thing you never, you know, you, you get the, the mother's point of view with mm -hmm. support because it's, it, the life is in them. But you also want to get where the dad is coming from mentally. Because again, as far as, you know, with being a father, you know, you're told to suck it up. You know, don't show emotions, don't cry. You know, yeah. if you if you cry, you're a punk. Yeah. And so what I felt breathtaking about that picture is that all that went away. Yeah. Like all those, um, that, 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 that armor went away. 
Yeah. And it was just you and your son in that yeah. intimate moment. And I think a lot of people resonated with it because they, they as men, they understand. They understand that. You know, that went through what you went through. You know, they understand it and they and it resonates. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah, it it was a you know, like I said, it was an intimate moment and I'm not I'm not too big with being on the internet and you know, like that. I'll I'll post pictures here and there, but I'm not real big with, you know, like how some other people <laughs> every every couple seconds they posting a picture, I'm eating, I'm drinking. Right. Nobody got time for all Facts. that, man. Facts, man. Facts. But um, before I let you go, um, bro, what do you want to tell to a, a family that's going through the same situation like that you guys went through or like a father um, that, you know, are kind of don't know how to psychologically handle it? Mm -hmm. What kind of word of wisdom can you give to uh, people out there? Um, just just pray. You got to just pray and stand on your morals. You know, of course, you got to be strong. Um, it's okay to cry. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you got to be tough. Everybody handles stuff differently. I'm, I'm not a crier. You know what I mean? So I handle stuff differently. I'm a thinker. I'll sit back and think of ways of like, okay, how can I try to fix the situation or help or better the situation or in something like that, you know? So, um, it's just, it's just, you got to be mentally tough. And I just understood from the get go that that was his fight. There's nothing that we could have done to help him live other than just pray and love him. And, you know, I was in there. I literally was going from work at the time I was working at Bimbo bakeries and I was working overnight from, uh, I was basically working from 6 PM to 6 AM. I was literally going to work, going, getting off, going to the hospital, doing, doing chest skin to skin like I literally was walking around the hospital with no shirt on <laughs> like I was offering the nurses like hey I can hold that baby right. <laughs> like I was just like, man, you know making making light of the situation it was a serious situation but right. it kind of it kind of softened it up you know and they're joking around and you know having fun but it, it's just at the end of the day you got to realize that that's a piece of you and yeah. you, you wanted to live so you got to do you just you just gonna do what you need to do. I never had any second thoughts or anything about doing anything, whatever I had to do to make myself feel better when he was in the NICU and everything. You know, I would be in there talk to him, talking to him through the thing, having my hand in there. And like I say, I would I would work twelve hours, go straight to the hospital, nap in the hospital, and then go to work. Like wow. that's like some days I wasn't even showering. Like I was just, <laughs> going all was, in there all fall. I didn't care. I didn't care. I'd work, hospital, back to work. I didn't care. You know what I said? I just wanted to see my little man make it. So ain't none of that other stuff mattered to me. Right. You, know? you know what I'm saying? So that's it, man. Just prayer, be tough, being tough, being mentally tough, I would say. Being mentally tough. And you, you just got to, you got to be there for your girl because at the end of the day, she's going to feel it more than you because she actually was carrying the baby, you know? So that, that's really was it trying to come for her. And like I say, 106 days later, we got to bring our little man home and it's just been a, 
it's just been a rocket from there. <laughs> Straight That's up. right, man. It's just growing and getting smarter and just just wilding. So it's I, I love it. I love every every second of it. And I love every second that I enjoyed having this conversation with you, King. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. No, no um, we we definitely got a link behind the scenes um, in the in the message. I'll give you my number, we could text just to check on each other. You know, definitely. it shouldn't stop from here, man. We could just just build and build a, a, like a, a bond away from here. And then also, I'm gonna send out that shirt today, so okay. hopefully you'll get it in next uh, week. Okay. Hopefully, you know, with the UPS. UPS yeah, with the postal service is a hot mess, so yeah. hopefully I'll get there. You know, yeah, hopefully not two months. Yeah, you know I what I mean? But as soon as I get it, I'll let you know, and I um we can go on from there. If you need me to take some pictures or whatever, I'll I got you. But like you said, I yeah, appreciate that, man. But like I you appreciate said, that, but we need to stay in touch behind the scenes and everything. We can, we can definitely, man, make, definitely. And you know what? If you want to do that, that's all love. If you want to put this post a pitch, I'm not all about that, like that marketing stuff. Yeah. Do it if you want to do it, but I'll just be happy you have it. Yeah. And when you rock it, you know, it's, like I said, it's just like my my salute to you. I got you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, King. Enjoy the the rest of your weekend, and definitely we're gonna be chopping it up later, man. All right, Ben, same to you. All right, King. All right. So for you, yeah, yeah. There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that or I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out. If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.